Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. Watching Dora the Explorer with my daughter, and it was the first time a Swiper actually stole something. Mm-hmm. He was like, You're too late. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it frightened you? It shocked me. I'm like, what? He, he just stole? I'm like, This is real. This is real. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in Edmonton, correct? Yeah, that's right. So uh, just up from uh, Calgary. So, um, well, yeah, we know where Ed- we're Edmonton. <laughs> mm-hmm. How much do you miss Jermaine uh, uh, these days? Oh, let me count the ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, listen, uh, that was that almost got emotional at the end there. We've never gone there on the Jane Dan podcast, and I gotta be honest, I liked it. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Thor was between Stoff and Chris Hemsworth. I had a scheduling conflict, though. So. Right, and you couldn't do Clearly. it. Clearly. You had to do the Rubber Boots podcast. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. go. This is exciting, Natasha Staniszewski, because it's $1 any size McCafe Premium Roast Coffee happening at McDonald's restaurants in Canada from awesome. November the 30th, that's today, mm-hmm. when we're recording this podcast, to December the 6th. That's next Monday, I think? Or is it Sunday? Mm, that sounds about right. Somewhere, Somewhere in there. I do love McDonald's coffee, though. It is excellent. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, it's $1 for any size. So if it's extra large, it's a buck. That's amazing. If you like a smaller coffee, maybe something just a little pick-me-up, that's a buck as well. And it's all 100% ethically sourced Arabica beans. Always rich, smooth, and delicious. Just ask Natasha Staniszewski. She knows. It's the coffee of the people. (laughs) That's what McCafe is. And they're sponsoring our walkover clock this week. They're the first ever... Real walkover clock sponsor. The first one ever? Yeah, we've never had... We've always thought we created the walkover as a bait to lure sponsorship. Because oh, we thought okay. it would be perfect. Right. Perfect chance for a company to put their logo or whatever yeah, yeah. on the screen as we did the 10 second or 15 second, if we're feeling lazy, walk yep. to the other set. Um but we haven't been able to entice people huh. that way until our friends at McDonald's said, you know what? Uh, I like the idea of putting that McCafe logo on there. Okay. So here we are, Natasha. Maybe it'll... sponsor. I like it. Yeah, you're, you're right. That, sound, that sounds like a good idea to have that up there for those 15 seconds because you're not really covering anything up in the show. There's action happening. Yeah. Dan but... stumbling over to the other set. Right. Barely making it right. out of shape. <laughs> Uh, Jermaine looked like he almost fell the other day. I know you asked him if he was falling or dancing. He was dancing. That's me. Right. I feel like that was a little bit of no. white guy faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was hard to tell. I don't blame you for thinking that he fell. It's That was a close one. So, Natasha, this is exciting. We have our, our special guest on the line. Uh, he is a star for the Saginaw Spirit. He is a star... A resident of Whitby, Ontario, much like our fellow employees, Bob McKenzie and Darren Dreger. Uh, and uh, he is at World Junior Camp, and he is uh, self-isolating uh, because that's what the players are doing. Cole, you're in your hotel room. How are you, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing the best I can. I mean, we're seven days into quarantine. we got seven days left, and um, 
it's getting a little lonely, but thank God for technology, FaceTime, stuff like that. Um, been able to play some video games with the guys, and um, we've been doing Zoom calls with the team and stuff like that. So um, we've been keeping busy and, uh, you know, kind of taking our minds off of being in isolation, and um, the days are kind of going by pretty quick, so it's it's not too bad. Take us through, uh, one thing I heard uh, Coach Tourney say when you guys, when it was announced that you guys would have to go into quarantine for a couple of weeks, is that you might try to do workouts virtually. Have you guys done that, Cole? Yeah, we've been doing that every day, actually. Um, our, our head strength coach um, it has been running you know, workouts over Zoom. Obviously, we're limited on resources, so we haven't been able to do um, you know, like heavy weights and stuff like that. But we've been doing a lot of body weight circuits, stuff like that, just to stay active, just to do something in our hotel room um, and not just sit there and, and watch TV and lie in bed all day. Um, <laughs> That's what I And then the other yeah. day, actually, we were, um, they brought us stationary bikes. So we've been doing, oh. we had our first, like, we had like a workout on the bike today um, along with the regular workout. So we've been doing that, and I think we're going to be incorporating the bikes a lot more just to get our conditioning going. And, um, you know, hopefully it doesn't take um, too long to get back into the swing of things once uh, once this quarantine's up. So once you have the bikes set up, it'll be like a mini Peloton situation for you guys. Yep, yep for sure. That's <laughs> kind of what it is. Got it set up in front of the TV, so just able to watch some TV and bike along. So it's pretty good. So what are you watching the most on TV right now? Uh, I'm watching a lot of Netflix. Um, ah. been, been watching a lot of movies. Um, obviously yesterday, uh, being Sunday, watching the NFL all day, so that killed my day. Um, but yeah, just as whatever sports there are, college football, um, you know, NFL, whatever it is, just watching that. And, and then when there's no sports on, just watching um, some Netflix or some YouTube, stuff like that. Um, you're from Whitby, and Natasha and I were, were talking about this. Approximately 70% of TSN employees live in the Whitby area. Uh, <laughs> were you aware of that, Cole? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually, so obviously I knew that, uh, that Bob McKenzie's from, uh, from Whitby, and so is Darren Dreger. Um, growing up, I played minor hockey with, with Darren's kid, Mason, and we're still pretty good buddies. Um, you know, we, we, we were close when we played together, and he's a year older than me. He's at school now, but, uh, you know, we keep in touch a little bit, and, and he, you know, he's a great family, great kid, and, um, you know, I know the Draggers pretty well, so um, pretty familiar with the TSN crew in Whippy. That's so funny. I love that. I love that whole thing. I, and it's funny, too, because when there's someone from Whitby who does well in the NHL, like James Neal, for example, like it's all like the TSNers take a special ownership mm-hmm. of the Whitby boys because of that Whitby connection. So now you know that I, as your career progresses in Winnipeg and beyond, that you'll always have people at this network rooting for you just because <laughs> you grew up in Bob and Dreg's hometown. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the support. Um, you are a Winnipeg Jets uh, draft pick. Uh, a lot of lot was made about the fact that uh, you know, essentially, to put it mildly, you fell to ten. You, you, people thought you might go higher. Um, you were expected to go higher. The Jets were so thrilled to get you at ten. Uh, after all that, you said you're going to. Pre- you know, it's kind of like last year when you got cut from the World Juniors. You said you'd prove uh, you prove yourself and you'd prove the doubters wrong. Uh, are you still feeling that way about where you were drafted and, and wanting to prove uh, the teams that passed you up wrong as you uh, continue on with your career? Yeah, I think, um, you know, you always have to have that mentality of, of proving it, the people that doubt, doubted you wrong. Um, I think 
I'm I'm very very happy and 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 couldn't be more ecstatic about the situation that I'm in now and and um, being in Winnipeg and and uh, being a part of that organization. Um, I'm I'm so thrilled and um, you know so so thankful the, the way things played out. Um, obviously, you growing up and 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 your natural instinct, you want to be the best as you can be and and go as high as possible. Um, so you won't, you know, it, people talking, saying you're going to go higher, and then the night comes, and, and you know, I guess you could say so-called fell. Um, I wouldn't say it was a fall, but um, it was uh, it was definitely um, stressful in the time, but, you know, I'm so so grateful for where I am now and in the position that I'm in, and, um, you know, I can't wait to get to Winnipeg and, and, and start my journey there. Um, but, you know, it was uh, a great night, and um, I, I'm so happy with, with where I am. Cool. How much do you know about the city of Winnipeg? I think Jay worked, lived there for a while, right? Maybe you could give him some tips. I'm so excited for you, buddy, because I just think you're just going to love it there because it's such a fun city. It's like a smaller city, but it's so it's so much fun. And obviously they're absolutely mental about their jets. 100 percent. That's what I mean. I've been to Winnipeg when I was younger a couple of times for spring tournaments. Um, We have family friends in Winnipeg, so we're somewhat familiar with the area. Obviously, we know that the the Jets have a great reputation for their fans and and uh, you know they're diehard fans and and um, that's the big thing in the city. So it's it's always nice going there, knowing you're being well supported by by the community and stuff like that. Um, you know, I don't know a lot about the area and stuff like like um, good places to go or, or what it's like. I've only been a couple times, and it was when I was younger, so I'm not too familiar. Um, but you know, I'm really looking forward to it, and and all the people that I've talked to within within the league, or um, you know, people that have gone to Winnipeg, they just say how how great of a city it is. And um, even though it's a little cold, um, there's there's so much fun um, activities to do and stuff that you can do with the guys. And um, a lot of people say that it's uh, a lot of the guys have said that it's a great great place to be. And um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it, and I can't wait to get down there and kind of experience it firsthand and um you know yeah I'm, I'm really excited and and uh you know can't wait to to put on that jets uniform eventually i you know i think the best example is your captain blake wheeler who's an american and has chosen to live there year-round and raise his family there because he likes it so much and likes the vibe there i think that's a that's a great um testament to how great the city is have you heard from from any players or or um or even uh, your your future head coach, who is easily the funniest head coach in the NHL. Yeah, actually, the the night of and and the day after, um, a couple of the guys reached out: um, Shifley, Wheeler, Cop, um, Morrissey, a couple guys like that. And then I actually talked to um, to Paul Maurice the next morning um, for for a good amount of time. But uh, um, other than that, haven't I, I've talked to the to the to the management and stuff like that. Um, you know, since then, but um, it was really cool to get a, uh, you know, right after the draft, get a text from from Shifley and Wheeler and, and Morrissey and Cop, guys of of their their capability and their level. Um, it's uh, it's pretty cool to get a text, um, you know, saying how happy and excited they are for me to be a part of the organization. So it's definitely really welcoming, and um, you know, it's it's great to go to a place where you're wanted. Um, and, and I definitely feel like I'm wanted in Winnipeg, and um, you know, I'm very excited for it. I'm trying to do the math here. Cole, do you remember the original Jets? Uh, I was not alive. You no. were not alive. Okay, that's <laughs> no. what I thought. Holy cow. So you're just, you only know the new Jets, which are awesome. Yeah, the okay. new Jets. And yeah, for sure. 
I mean, let's. I want to go back to the to the camp because when you arrived in camp, just the amount of talent uh, at the camp this year, for reasons that we all know because of COVID. Um, You've been playing around great players your whole life. Obviously, you play in one of the best junior leagues in the world. But to show up at this camp and 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 the fact that you know a lot of guys, maybe even yourself, might not have been here unless this situation was occurring, was a little uh, overwhelming to see all this talent in one place. Yeah, it was uh, overwhelming. I think in the sense that you know you haven't I haven't played a game in eight months and haven't really had high tempo skates in eight months since since we left Saginaw. Um, to come back and the first game being against all these, uh, you know, NHL draft picks, elite talent, guys that are going to be in the NHL next year and the year after, it was definitely very fast-paced and uh, um, it was it was a wake-up call. You had to get your feet under you for the first little bit. I think everyone had a um, a feeling out period. Um, and the first period of the first game was uh, was uh, a little tough, and, and everyone was just trying to get the speed back and. Um, you know, get back into game shape. Um, but, you know, it, it's amazing to be here with all this talent. Um, you know, guys from all over the country, from 16 to 20, 19 years old, there's so many great players. And, um, you know, guys like Kirby Dock coming back from the NHL or Bowen Byram, Dylan Cousins, guys that would be in the NHL next, this year. Um, if um, COVID wasn't a thing, it, it's just, it's it's cool to, to be around them and, um you know they're they're great players and and good people. So it's it's nice to be around them, learn from them, and and spend some time with uh, with these elite players. Quarantine. I can't. I when you said you're seven days through, I can't believe you guys are already halfway. Yeah. Actually, like yeah. time is flying. Hope I, from my perspective, hopefully it's flying for you too. Is there anything that you really miss that you didn't think you would? Fresh air. Is the biggest ah, thing that yes. I miss. Um, my, my window, our windows don't open in the hotel, so oh. we haven't had fresh air in seven days. So, oh. um, I got my mom to send me like a diffuser oh, yeah. um, <laughs> through the mail, so I could circulate the air a little bit, get something going, so I'm not breathing in stale air all uh, all day long. So, I got a diffuser in here, so that's kind of helping. But uh, I think that's the biggest thing. As soon as I get out of quarantine, I'm going to go down to the lobby, step outside, and just. Uh, you know, appreciate the air. Um, I think we take that for granted. <laughs> but uh, when you're trapped inside for 14 days, it's uh, it's it's something that you really want. So I'm looking forward to that. Any mini sticks in the hallways of the hotel? Have we gone back to that like, like when um, you were a kid? I wish. I mean, we're not allowed out of our room. Wow. So Man. we can't even communicate with you. Like the only time we can communicate is uh, on the Zooms or on right. your own time in the on FaceTime or texting with each other, but, uh, yep, not allowed to leave the room. Only time we're allowed to open it is really to pick up our food and, and put our garbage out. Um, other than that, we're, we're inside the, the room, um, and, and we're isolated from everyone. So it's tough, but, uh, it's definitely a unique experience. Um, Cole, you have some sort of social event tonight. Can you tell us what it is exactly? We're not actually. They're kind of keeping it a little quiet. Oh. We're not too sure okay. what the social event is with the team tonight. We had one earlier today, and that was pretty cool. Um, what did you do today? Can you tell us that? Early this morning, or, or this afternoon, we had um, the Arkells, the band, um, the lead singer from the Arkells came, oh. and uh, you know, sang a bit and, and told us his story. He's a he's a big hockey fan, and wow, um, kind of shared his story with us. So that was pretty cool. And we have another one tonight. Um, 
not really sure who it's with, but they're, they seem excited for it. So um, it's actually in, in 15 minutes here. So yeah. Um, we're looking. We're looking forward to that. I'm excited for that one. So cool. that's very wait cool. To see who it is. Wow. Uh, and, and Max Kerman is the lead singer of the Arkells who who did that for you. And it's his yeah. birthday today. Oh. That, it was his birthday, so yeah. we gave him a good uh, birthday wish, and it was pretty cool for him to take the time out of his day for us. Well, it was very cool for you to take the time out of your day, Cole, because I know you you got to run, and we promised we'd get you out of here in 15, and we're right at 15. So. Uh, just want to say thanks, man. Uh, we're all definitely rooting for you, and uh, and best of luck at this tournament. Have a great time in the peg. I know. Um, I just feel like you're going to be a future Jets legend. Just like it's just. It's just <laughs> I you're, hope so. Thank you. It's going to be a good good ride for you there. So uh, con- congrats again, and thanks for joining us. And have a great time tonight. Have fun at the yeah. tournament. Thank you very much. I really appreciate. It. Appreciate everything and uh, appreciate your time. So thanks for having me on, and, and it was good talking to you guys. Okay. Thanks, Cole. Thank you. Have a great night. There you go. Cole Perfetti. Wow. A nice uh, nice guy. What a nice young man. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And so that's, I was under, because I'm not smart, I was under the impression that because they were, um, they were self-isolating in the hotel, that at the very least they could they could socialize with each other. Um, kind of like a bubble situation, right? But I guess not. no. We were talking about that too. We thought maybe at least two could go in the same room, or right. like you said, if you're with your team, as long as they just have their own bubble. But right. no, one one guy to a room for 14 days. Be interesting, man. It'd be interesting. I feel like I would like that. I would like to be in a hotel room by myself. 14, for 14 days. days is a long time, though, Jay. <laughs> like I like my alone time too, but. I don't know. And the yeah. stale air thing. I feel like that's a real thing. That's too, a tough one. Right? Well, I thought, again, I thought, you know, at the very least you crack a window. Yeah. Or, or again, now here's the thing. Couldn't they say, get out a piece of the sidewalk chalk, okay, and then draw a big, like, semicircle, like an NBA key mm-hmm. uh, at just at the door of the hotel. Right. So that, and then everybody has like a 10-minute a, like a window. And then once a day, you get to walk out into that key yeah. and just breathe that beautiful red deer air <laughs> and then walk back in. Couldn't you do that? You, yeah. I mean, they might have to get creative in the next seven days here. Yeah, maybe. Keep everyone's mental health. You're right, though, up. about um, the fact that I kind of just thought this just started, but they're already yeah, halfway through it. It's flying. I mean, this is the, probably the hardest part, though, getting over the halfway point, And now it might crawl a little bit to the and, finish line. And then the, the other weird thing is when they um, suspended everything and announced the two players had tested, tested positive and everyone had to quarantine, that day was the, supposed to be the last red and white game and it was supposed to be the first cuts. Mm-hmm. So God, it, that's so weird right? because <laughs> there's guys who are quarantining for two weeks and yep. are probably as soon as the quarantine's over, like, guys, it's over. Yeah. I'm sorry later. we just spend two weeks oh. on Red Deer, but by yourself but it's over for you that's that's rough that's quite a life experience for those kids yeah for the ones who get sent home yeah and they could i was gonna say couldn't they have sent him home but that's just not like this is an alberta province of alberta thing right it's not even a hockey canada thing because i believe it's like one of those you know if you're in contact with people you have to self-isolate people who've had it or or maybe suspect of having it you have to self-isolate 
period for 14 right. days. They're just yeah. following Alberta health. Following the rules. Yeah. Yep. They're just doing that. I'm curious about their conditioning. Like I know they're going to do stuff on the bikes, but is that enough to stay in game shape and Ooh. keep your timing and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. I don't know. It's, but I mean, like Cole said, they were off for eight months. That's true. Yeah. Um, and they managed to, you know, they're hockey players yeah. at an elite level. But you're right. It's like the timing, you f- you'd feel like the timing's off. I guess the only uh, kind of good thing is that you would assume all the other teams are in the same boat. Right. Um, right? I mean, yeah. You'd think. Unless the Americans were had their camp in like Florida or something. I don't know what the other teams are up to. Yeah, they might be. Right? I'm, I'm like, not sure. Put it in a real COVID, COVID loose state. <laughs> a state that's sort of iffy on deciding whether they believe right. in it. And, uh, and Bob's your uncle. Mm-hmm. And away you go. Good old Florida. So uh, this is our first chance to host together. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about it, I have to say, because you already hosted with Dan uh, right. a couple of weeks ago. When I hosted with Dan also, he said to me, is this the first time you've been on this with me? And I said, yeah, I don't remember if I've ever been here before because I have the worst memory ever. And then, of course, somebody on social media was like, no, don't you remember when you were on and Jay was asking you about your Honda Civic? And then, yes, it all came <laughs> flooding back. But I was more of a guest on the show. Show, I think at that time. Well, you I don't were. remember actually. No. Of course, I don't remember. <laughs> God. <laughs> this is making me laugh this is so good much. At making you laugh because it's like <laughs> I remember distinctly you walking into the studio. I remember uh-huh. you walking in. I remember you sitting down. Uh, I thought we had a great time. Yeah, we talked about your Honda Civic. Right. Let's get into Civic talk. Okay. The Civic is gone now. The Civic is gone. I think the Civic is actually like smushed to pieces. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you like donate it or? Well, I sold it back to, sold. The dealership <laughs> took it back for I think $2,000 is what they valued it at, which right. kind of annoyed me because that was a good little car and right. that somebody could have driven that for a long, long time. But well, it let's, was, let me ask you this. What was the mileage at the very end when th- you handed over those keys? I think it was 240, I want to say. 240 or 260. And it, well, you got it when? I got it in 2005. Nope, 2006, but it was a 2005 2005, car. and you drove it essentially for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And you yes. also drove it across the country to get here. No, no. I know it came on a train. Oh, I shipped okay. it over here. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So you, and it, it was kind of a running joke throughout the network that you <laughs> was were driving this car. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, I don't want to say running joke, but it was like one of those things where I was like, right. Natasha, I think you can, right. you can get another car. But I took the opposite uh, stance on that argument uh, when people were talking about you, you know, quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, I disagree with all of you. I That makes me like Natasha more that she's still driving her Honda Civic because, a, it, first of all, it... It's one of the great cars on the planet, mm-hmm. right? And Honda Civic, Honda Accord, Honda just makes, and they're not our sponsor. We're just <laughs> right. stating facts here. Yeah, they can drive forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you're a testament to that. Uh, but more than that, to me, just it was a great example of your practical side. Like you're saying, I have a car I like. It's comfortable. I don't need to cater to society's expectations that uh, because I've reached uh, status as a mega star in this country that I need to suddenly go and buy something different because I'm perfectly happy with what I have. There's something 
Um, there's something really enriching and wonderful about that, I think. I mean, I appreciate you saying that. I get, it honestly didn't even dawn on me to right. get a big fancy, like who really would see me in that car besides people, I guess here, see me drive into the lot but that's, for five that's seconds. It. But that's and exactly that's it. it. Like, yes. That's so useless though. That's so. But don't you think, oh, maybe you don't notice it, but if yes. someone gets a new vehicle here, then it, like certain people, not for mentioning sure. any names, Dan, <laughs> will immediately go, oh, so-and-so got a Range Rover. <laughs> right. Oh, he must be doing well now. Yeah. He must have signed a new deal. And there are some very nice vehicles in our lot. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just didn't care that much. It's at not the end what of the you day. Like it's no. like, that's what I've kind of come to realize in the pandemic is that you have to spend money on things that you value and and drown out the noise outside mm-hmm. of that. Um, yes. it will enrich your life mm-hmm. essentially. It'll make your life better. And I think maybe other than Natasha, we've all been a little tempted. So when I got to TSN, I was driving a uh, 1998 Pontiac Sunfire GT Ooh, Forest Green. Sunfire. Beautiful, beautiful vehicle. Gorgeous. <laughs> and uh, I drove that probably till 2004. I probably drove it for a good six years. Yeah. And I remember people here were always like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's great. It has a CD player. Awesome. So I'm good with it. I remember Hedge was always, Hedger was always because I was driving the car when I was working mm, with Hedge. Right. And she always said, man, Onright, you must be a very confident person. <laughs> oh, I was like, Not really. I'm just super lazy. And I don't want to get another vehicle. But uh, yeah, no, but that, that, was, that was Hedge's take on it. But right. I, I think Dan is kind of the same way too. Like Dan... Um, has always driven like a what I call a grandpa car. Mm-hmm. Dan likes uh, a beautiful big, like a big sedan boat. Okay, yeah, he yeah, likes yeah. a big ass sedan. Yeah, right, something your grandpa loves to drive, like go for drives. Right, Just go for drives, and that's Dan. He wants that big, you know, fat ass, yeah, low to the ground, pretty good power sedan. Right. And's got a bit of a heavy foot, and uh, and that's what he has mm-hmm. with this uh, with this Genesis that he drives, and he's super happy with it. Um, but here's my next question for you: mm-hmm. Is there even a dream vehicle for you? So what I'm saying is, if someone said to you, "You just Natasha Stanishevsky, the Automobile Association of Canada would like to just give you any car that is made that is available in this country, mm-hmm. any vehicle." Is there even one that comes to mind for you? No, and I guess that's part of all of this, is cars really aren't my thing. Right. Right? And as much as I love my new one, I miss the old one because it was small. Yes. And I could parallel park that thing anywhere. Right. And it didn't look fancy, but I didn't care because it was so great in so many other ways. So yeah. you're right. I don't really have like a dream. A dream I vehicle. don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because I tried a few sports cars, like I test drove them and they were really low to the ground yeah. and I didn't like that, but yeah. I loved how they looked, but I knew being so low to the ground would drive me crazy. And I just, I tried to think of what the p- perfect vehicle would be and I couldn't think and of it. It wasn't there. No. It wasn't there for you. No. So what is the thing that you like to spend your money on? Like what would you, you know, what do you yep. value? The things that I do not mind spending money on are travel, yeah. concerts, and golf. 
Two of those Especially three this year. <laughs> you can't do anything. Right, which is why I spent a ton on golf this year. So mm-hmm. you, who's golfing? Let us into the inner circle of TSN Cool Peeps. Well, who's all golfing with you? I don't know if it's an inner circle because almost everybody golfs. Um, Tessa, not anymore since she, Just she had, had a baby, baby, but she golfs. Uh, She's probably already golfing again. Probably. <laughs> She's probably well, practicing secretly. We took her out when she was eight and a half months pregnant, I think, and she She's still just like, she's such a good golfer too. Like the, it didn't even matter that she was eight and a half, pre- eight and a half months pregnant. Right, she's right. still throwing darts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, her, almost everybody, Hedge is golfing now. Lindsay's gotten into it. Uh, Kara's out there. Laura Dyken has golfed forever. Um, and a lot of the guys too, Mark Rowe golfs. Um, well, Dave Poulin, yeah. Dutchie golfs. Yeah. A lot of guys. Are those guys people. allowed to come out with you guys? They totally are. Okay. It's okay. We always try and kind of mix it up. I think yeah. like I'll golf with whoever. Yeah. Sometimes schedules, you know, doesn't work out necessarily. But also, some of the golfers in the newsroom are really good. Right. And I don't like golfing with really good people because I'm not that good. So right. it's a little intimidating. So you, when you say Tessa's good, you're still okay golfing with her uh, because. Why or are you not? Okay yeah, that's a good question. Her? I don't know. I guess she's just my bud. Yeah, she's pals. She's my with pal. You. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. smoking cigars on the eighth green. Right. She's, she's exactly. crushing eagle putts. But to go out with like O Dog, who's a scratch golfer and very serious about it. O Dog is a scratch golfer. Apparently, he's quite good. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. He's one of the best. This wow. is what I hear. Yeah. I had no idea, and I would never have thought that. Hmm. I would have thought O Dog would have been. Maybe a 15 to 18 handicap just just because of his temperament. I thought he'd get frustrated out there. Right. No, apparently he's, he's, although he did lose. Well, look, him and James Duffy uh, had that little golf off. Remember with Kyle Zubis? And now I'm forgetting who the fourth person was. was. that? Do you remember uh, stuff? Jerry D. Jerry Jerry D, D, of course. Yeah. Who won at the end of the day. Right. Jerry's a good golfer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jerry might have been a ranked golfer or something like as a junior. Is that right? When he was younger. Yeah. I remember he, I I think he told a story on this podcast right. of Lumber Boots uh, regarding that he was like pretty high up there as a youth. Yeah. That's right. And now his kids, like he always yes. posts on Instagram, his daughter is like a sensa- has a sensational swing. She looks unreal. Yeah, her He's swing looks unreal. Obviously trying to get a scholarship situation <laughs> going, which is the dream for all of us mm-hmm. parents. Uh, not pay for school. That would be the dream. And also get them a good education, but more importantly, not pay That's for right. school. <laughs> Here's a funny thing that happened to me today. I was at, uh, and I'm going to post the picture. Maybe I'll get, um, I don't know. Maybe I won't post the picture. (laughs) So we have, several of us at TSN have the same accountant. Okay. Oh. Um, This accountant was introduced to us by James (laughs) (laughs) Duffy. So it's like me, Corey Corey Warren uh, does his stuff with him. Dan does, myself. A few of us do. Like your taxes and stuff? Correct. Okay. Okay. His name is Ralph. Okay. And he looks like Santa Claus. He looks like he's like a a Santa Claus type. He has a big white beard, Mm -hmm. a heavy round guy. But he looks like Santa Claus if Santa Claus worked at Tommy Bahamas. So he has like okay. the uh, the like the island shirts right. with prints on them. But sometimes like the prints will be like donuts, <laughs> or sometimes the prints will be like nipples. Like oh. it's, it's all over the place. Like okay. I don't know where he finds these shirts. And then his office mm-hmm. is like, do you remember that store, San Francisco? Oh yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Yes, I do. Wow, that's a blast from the past. San Francisco was, uh, for some people, I think it was maybe different on Ontario. It was like a gadget uh, game store stuff. All sorts of like quirky posters, gadgets, fake uh, yeah, dog poop. That, in Ontario, that'd be Spencer's, I think. Spencer's? Okay. okay. So yeah, like the whoopee cushions, anything you could mm-hmm. think of in that genre. That was San Francisco. Maybe it was a Western Canadian thing. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Western. So Ralph's office is as if you took a San Francisco mm-hmm. store and just put it in an office. Okay. He has like, you will walk in and he'll just be like, check this out. And it'll be like a Donald Trump fart machine or okay. something. It'll be like, look what I bought. And I'm like, you bought that obviously with money I gave you to do my taxes. This is the guy who's Disgusting. looking after your taxes. This is the problem. Okay. This is the problem. He like, if you looked at him, you'd say, what are you guys doing? This is a horrible idea. It's literally like having a clown do your tax. Mm-hmm. But he's very good. He's very... <laughs> But how would you know if he wasn't very good? I mean, you probably wouldn't even know. That's the thing, right? Well, that's a really good point. You hire these people to help you out and they give you advice. And yeah, that sounds great. But do you really know? That's a good point, Natasha. Because once I I tend to, once I have an expert, you know, even one like Ralph, uh, taking care of things for me, I immediately trust them. Yes. Like, I'm the person who will get yes. all my money taken from me someday by by a swindler. Really? Right. Like an Alan Eagleson type. <laughs> You're going to be bamboozled. I will. I will. Because I. to your point, I don't, once someone else is taking care of it, then I'm like, I guess I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. And then he just says, here's what you got to pay me for the taxes. Here's what you got to pay me for the service. And we're done. And I talk to him once a year and that's it. But the reason I bring this up is mm-hmm. I show up today to Ralph's office and it's all socially distanced and they're all great and who and I hear I feel someone tap me on the shoulder and it's Duffy mm. and he's there at the same time whoa complaining about the fact that with all the bookstores closed tough to do book tours right, right? oh the new book Beauties which is available now right uh, makes a great gift for the holidays you can do virtual events but hmm. tough to do those big book tours, those Duffy book tours where you have thousands of screaming ladies and thousands yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, though, wouldn't the bookstores do pretty well with online sales? Like, out of all the things that I would buy at Christmas, books is immediately a go-to, especially online. Like This is an excellent point by you, Natasha, but stuff. What is the problem? The problem is it is sold out online. Oh, so I'm not oh. sure exactly what that, how that happens. Yeah, how, well, yeah. I don't know how that happens. It's either Amazon or Indigo. One of the two is sold out online. So I think James has directed people to a different, maybe his just his basement. You can still get the ebook though. <laughs> oh, ebook. That's good. Now, is that? Oh, that's different than the audiobook. Yes. Yes. Has he done an audiobook? No, because we're doing the podcast as this thing as the audiobook. Out, so yeah. So if you don't know, do you want to do a little plug for the Beauties Podcast? Absolutely. Uh, Beauties Podcast, every Wednesday we get a new episode, uh, and they're all chapters from James Duthie's book, The Best Part. And it's not just that he's reading them, but he interviews the person involved or someone close to it? Or? Yeah, so it's him reading I've the- clearly not listened to one of these podcasts. <laughs> Thank you for your support, Jay. Um, no, so what it is is actually James reading a chapter from the book, and right. then we have the clips that are in the chapters in the book. I have the original audio from when he interviewed them when he was putting the book oh. together. Oh, that's cool. that's cool. And so we put a bunch of music and uh, sound up, sound effects, different stuff kind of bring it to life. So yeah, good quick listen, 15, 20 minute episodes. So it's it's kind of like a mini, mini episode podcast. I think yeah. that's what they call them now. Yeah. And it's very highly produced by you. If I, anything, Duffy like doesn't so. do a damn thing. Well, 
Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear you that. You didn't from say me. no. <laughs> but that's oh. cool. That's good. So anyway, yeah. So Duthy was there, which I thought was really funny. Right. Um, he just happened to show up at that time. And uh, I think he's... Book sales. Yeah, having trouble, sales. Hey? Yeah, struggling. Uh, big time. No, I think he's doing fine. I think he's going to be okay. I have his book on my shelf. I need to read it. Have you read his previous book? I have. Yeah. One of them. I've yes. read one of them, too. I haven't read the Gretzky's book. I've read the... Uh, Guy what, on the Left. Guy on the Left book. Yes. That's the one I've read. Yeah, I still... Because isn't the title of his other one about how he almost killed Wayne Gretzky or ran him over or the something? First, the, the first book family, was... I and I still don't I know the story. I murdered the Gretzkys, oh. and now they're zombies. No, it's the day I till I almost killed two Gretzkys. Oh, okay. I still yes. don't know the story behind that. Yeah. I guess I need to get the book. Maybe, Maybe that one is still in no. stock. James Duthie is on the lot. No, he's not. <laughs> he also said he he's got a third dog now. Yes, I've seen that dog quite a bit on Instagram. And he has a lot of regrets about dog three. Well, it's like having children, I would guess. Yeah. Two like, is like perfect, perfect, I think. And then three is, what are you thinking? What are you thinking there? Huh. Like, let's put that third up for adoption. Right. Do you have any pets? I do not. Would, I, you, get, would you get a dog? You a know what? A dog person? There's a few people who have been trying to convince me to get dogs because it feels like everybody's getting dogs during this COVID yes. time, Even right? Brian Mudrick. I was going to say, them. he's on the list. Uh, Jennifer Hedger just got one not that long oh, ago. Yeah. A bunch of people. Mark Rowe just got a cute little dog. Oh, nice. So Hedge was like, you should get a dog. And I don't know. I thought about it, but it's still a lot of responsibility. And it impedes your freedom. Like you mm-hmm. can travel. You you said it. You value travel. Good I mean, luck. Right. And I even to have one now during COVID, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. It still sounds like a lot of work. I even agree. though I'm not doing anything right now. So, for example, you and I do the, sh- the television show last night. You get home at, say, 1.30 or something. Mm-hmm. You're taking the dog out for exactly. a while. Exactly. And that's what I have said to people. I always drive, you know, odd hours of the day, coming home late, like you said. And you always see somebody out there shivering in their house coat, standing on the sidewalk while their dog's like running circles around them exactly. because they need to take them out. And I don't want to be that person. Usually they're smoking a cigarette. <laughs> right. So probably that dog would lead to you smoking. <laughs> it would cause me more stress in the end, probably. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you started showing up to work and then you were going out for smoke breaks smoking. and everyone's like, I don't remember Natasha smoking. Smoking Going for darts. When yeah. she took uh, Duthie's dog off his hands. <laughs> well, I told Muddy that I would be up for babysitting his dog if he ever needed, because we kind of live in the same neighborhood, but right. so far we haven't uh, clicked on that yet. But. So you, yeah, that's right. Now, does Brian have two dogs? I think he only has does one. He have one dog? Sir Poop Stanley or whatever yeah, his name um, is? Pop, He's got Pops like, or something? Sir Pop Stanley. He's got like his own Instagram account. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's true, though. A lot of people during the pandemic ha- have gotten dogs. But for you, like we were talking about this, you and I think are people who really like our alone time. Like we just like being by ourselves a lot. We enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the pandemic, though, has that been tested for you? Or are you still like, you oh, this is pretty good? Yeah. No, I would <laughs> say it's tested a little bit. Yeah. I mean, my little suite is what 700 square feet maybe a little bit you live in a cool area of town but it's hard to enjoy it to its fullest when nothing's open exactly yes 
Yeah, I do wish I was a little bit closer to nature, though, as well. Like, my neighborhood's a little bit sketchy. We won't go into detail of where that is. <laughs> okay, wait. But I don't think your neighborhood's sketchy at all, but adjacent to your neighborhood. Okay, but there's a lot of overflow onto right. my area. Yes, more right. than there's ever been <laughs> before. So during lockdown or whatever, I would actually drive to other places, to other parks, just yeah. to like go and, and change up the walk a little bit. So has it made you think think that maybe you might want to change your living situation post uh, post pandemic mm. because you'd like to be closer to nature oh it's such a hassle to move though you know it's a damn yeah nuisance so i don't know i don't know if i'm quite at that point yet what about a second home for natasha stanishev cottage yeah. you mean a yeah. house in the hamptons that's right no or a, co- <laughs> a cottage or perhaps a house in say like uh, Prince Edward County, the Hamptons of Ontario, or maybe a uh, a condo. Yeah, maybe down the road yeah. a little bit. I could down see you road. enjoying nature in that way. Yeah, I uh, the best the best thing about where I live right now is that I am a little bit close to the DVP, and there's a bunch of trails down there that I can yeah. like, run around on and yeah. bike and stuff. So that's good. And you uh, you made it back to Edmonton at one point during this pandemic so Mm -hmm. how so i also flew out west how was the experience for you going back home during the pandemic both were awesome i actually went back twice once in august i went to calgary and i went to the mountains and golfed a bunch with my brother and one of my friends that like kananaskis in that area which is gorgeous spent some time in jasper and that was great and then i went back for thanksgiving straight to edmonton as well and it wasn't, I don't know, people weren't as hyper or amped up about it as about COVID as much as now, as I are. guess, as we are. Plus, as compared to Toronto, it was just yeah. more chill there. But that's obviously changed now. Yeah. The numbers are high there now. So Let's go back to the mountain thing. Okay. Do you, so growing up in Alberta, mm-hmm. we both did. Like I didn't grow up, you grew up in Edmonton, I grew up north of Edmonton, mm-hmm. and the closest kind of mountain resort was Jasper, and we would go to Jasper like once a year. And um, and then maybe we went to Banff three or four times over the course of the time I grew up there. I don't know how it was for you. But I'm just curious, when you go back now, and you, like you said, you spent time in Kananaskis, like is it just, it just blows my mind. It's the best. It's the most beautiful it place is. in the whole country. And it's, I feel like it's not, uh, it's not appropriately advertised. No. Like, I feel like pe- out here it should be, hey, if you live, grow up in Toronto, you at least one point have to fly right. to Calgary and drive to Banff. It is really disappointing uh, to when I first moved here and people I would meet and talk to, how many people have not been west at all Ever. and seen the mountains at all. And right. I kind of get it because you can fly to Italy or Europe for the same price. Right. Like the flights are so expensive in Canada, which yeah. drives me crazy. Um, but yeah, the mountains, people from all over the world come to see the Rocky Mountains. Like it's, it's insane. They're, yeah, it's the best. And I have such good childhood memories like of going to Jasper too. Like every year with my grandma and grandpa and then down in the tent trailer with my parents yeah, and we'd all go camping trailer. and we'd go to the hot springs. And yeah, it's incredible. And and you, uh, your folks had a house in the Okanagan for a while, mm-hmm. and you spent a lot of time in the Okanagan like me. Did the Okanagan change from when you were a kid to when you go back now? Yes. When we first started going back, oh my God, 30 years ago, I yeah. would say. Nobody knew about Kelowna. Right. It was like a little, quiet, little, sleepy little town. And yeah. now it's not a secret anymore. Now it's Kelowna-fornia. Yeah. Yes. Can we play that Kelowna-fornia? 
Can you find that stuff, that Kelowna-fornia uh, track? We want to play that for Natasha. I find, I've been going to the Okanagan my entire life, literally. Mm-hmm. And we used to go to Penticton a lot, and now my folks live in Kelowna. And yeah, it's just, uh, there's so many elements to it. There's the tourism element. Um, there's the uh, Alberta was doing so well economically in the 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Albertans put money into there, I think. And more and that now the wine thing is like bonkers. Yeah, that's taking off. That for didn't sure. really exist when we were young. That's a good there. point. Yep. And now it's and not only does it exist, but it's like um, I remember when it first started. It was like oh, the whites are okay, the reds are. Okay. <laughs> um, now it's like there's a massive variety, mm-hmm. and the best part is young people are going mm-hmm. and opening wineries and and starting stuff up. Like for example, did you know? The Mission Hill Winery, which is one of the fancy wineries, the beautiful mm-hmm. up on the hill and everything. Yes. So that guy who started that winery is the guy behind White Claws. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So the White Claws guy is the Mission Hill Winery oh, guy. Interesting. But it's like he, his heart, his passion is wine. Yeah. But he's just one of these guys who's like reads the market and says, right. When you and I were young, hip people going to the Purple Onion in Edmonton, we were drinking cranberry wine coolers. <laughs> yes. That was the, yes, right? Yes, we were. Oh, yeah. And now the White Claws are the wine coolers of the day. They're mm-hmm. the, I don't, you're not a beer drinker. You're not a wine drinker. You need something else. These are perfect. And my niece, my 18-year-old niece is living with us right now. She drinks seven or eight of them a night. Um, side note, my 18-year-old niece is an alcoholic. <laughs> No, she drinks two at night. Right. But you know what I'm saying. She, for her, they're like they're the best, and and they're you know everybody, all the kids love them. And, and there all was that. so much buzz about those. Yes. How did that happen? I, I, I didn't I even know. know about them. And all I all I would hear like day after day was white claw, white claw, white claw. I'm like, what is this exactly beverage and that it was people are lining up for? They created that demand for you, right? Yeah, because it's it was a young person thing, mm-hmm. and and it, first of all, they took off in this. Even though they're Canadian. Like a guy who lives in Canada yeah. came up with it. That we really took off in the states. Oh, first. I see. Okay, I and, didn't know and, that. And we didn't have it, so it was like right. classic thing. Like Canadians, we right. don't have Hostess Ding Dongs. We want Hostess <sighs> Ding Dongs, and right. then Hostess Ding Dongs come, and we're like, oh, that's. I guess that's fine. Yeah, I might die if I eat two. <laughs> uh, you know. It's like we don't, don't know we if I've we had one have. of those. Yeah, you're uh, right. We do. You haven't had a ding dong? I don't think I have. Soft, can we? Those chocolatey things with the white yeah. cream in them? Can I think we I've get a ding dong in here? No. <laughs> do we sell them Uber in the Uber could get machine? us one, I bet. Do you, do you have Kelowna-fornia? <laughs> uh, so Kelowna-fornia, are you looking for, there's a rap song? Yeah, and then there's that's it. And girls. Okay, hold on. Yeah, hold the on. rap song. So this is a rap song okay. about kelowna and how cool it's become. Welcome to Kelowna, California. West Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah. Kelowna, baby. Best place in the world right here. Kelowna, California. This is pretty good. Where did this come from? I don't know. My friend pointed it out to me what you really need to do is if you're listening to this you need to see the video oh okay okay cr- crank up the hip-hop part <laughs> and this is how we play hold up wait a minute let me put a little bit of west up in it new girl every day i got company street kings help you up everybody me. Yeah. I know your girl does even 
Bottom line is it's very Kelowna. <laughs> oh, I love it. Kelowna. There's a very the high best. bro element in yeah. Kelowna. And uh, and if you see this video, you'll see all the bros. Okay. I will together. search for the video. That's pretty good stuff. Did you drive as a kid down there or would you fly? What yeah, we would, we would always drive. Uh... Yeah, I like don't know the, anyone who flew like in Alberta in the 80s and 90s, like to yeah. go to the Okanagan. It was always get in the suburban. Mm-hmm. My parents always talk about this too. Like, so we drove suburban. We had a minivan. You had a minivan. Yeah. So in the suburban, you had the big like mm-hmm. cab in the back. Mm-hmm. And my sister and I would just be back there for the for 17 hours, just playing with toys, <laughs> reading. Right. Uh, no seatbelts. <laughs> I know. 17 I hours or whatever, say. 14, uh, you know, the, oh, whatever the drive is. Those are the good old days. We used to have one of those station wagons with the seat would face the back. Right. Remember those seats? Yeah. There were no seat belts back there. Right, exactly. It was so cool to be there facing the other direction when you're stuck in the back. I always remember right. uh, my daughter's five. When I was five, I was in kindergarten in Boyle, Alberta, and the teacher would come pick us up in a suburban. And she would put, oh. uh, t- you know, 15 five year olds in the back of the suburban. <laughs> We'd all be back there and say, what's up? And then we go to kindergarten at the top of the hockey rink. Actually, top of the rink. no seatbelts. No seatbelts. Oh no, no. And she'd pick everyone up. Like everyone in town, a town of 700 people. So she knew where everyone lives. So she's just picking everyone up. And all right, funny. we're going to kindergarten. And then she'd drop everyone off. Amazing. See, times are so much less complicated back then. Simple. But I think, you know, what I do like about the pandemic um, is it, from my kids' perspective, it is feels like a throwback to that time a little bit. So like now with parents, it's like we got to get the kids in lessons, we got to get the kids in this, we got to get the kids in sports. And I remember being five years old, like maybe I was playing hockey at that point, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Like there was no other. Right. The rest of the time, you're outside with your friends, you're playing. Yeah, it's a small town. Like literally, my parents would just let me play outside all the time. And now because all these you know, traditional things that we used to be able to do, take the kids to the, you know, the indoor play place, take the kids, you know, to this lesson or that lesson. Mm -hmm. It sort of forced me to slow down with the kids and just enjoy time with them, take them outside, go walk, go for walks. And it feels like my youth. Right. Yeah. It feels simpler. That makes sense. And it's nice. Yeah. I like, I don't want to go back to the other thing. Right. I don't want to go. I don't want to drive them around to things. I'm with you. There's a lot of things that I do not want to go back to. And I hope people don't go rushing back to them. That what you said is just a great example. Do you have any things on your mind? right? No, just the, like the doing, doing, doing. Everyone's always doing, doing, doing something. Right. 24 seven. It's just, I don't know. There's but too much working and not enough just living somehow. I th- I couldn't agree with you more. And I think I think part of it is the city we live in. Like this city is a, uh, you know, I, I always compare Toronto to Montreal, and I feel like and this is going to make me sound like I'm saying it, my, people in Montreal are lazy. They're, it's not that at all. It's exactly what you said. It's like people in Montreal. I feel like enjoy life a little bit more than we. Yes, do. I agree. And we, it's all work. Toronto is just this worker city, and it's getting ahead and and all that. Mm-hmm. And I and I think you know Vancouver, Calgary, those cities are like that too. But yes, I couldn't agree more. Just a chance to stop for a second, because we've been forced to stop. Mm-hmm. And really reassess, like, what's important to you? What do you? How do you want to spend your time? What do you want to do? And this last eight months with my kids has been great because of that. Right. Um, 
I feel somewhat guilty for that because other people are in tougher situations. But, yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's honestly how I feel. I just think it's a better, it's a better way for kids to grow up if they're in less activities and just kind of doing whatever more, mm-hmm. you know, using their imagination maybe a little bit. What do your kids like to do? Um, my daughter, my daughter loves to like paint. She loves to read. She loves to play Play-Doh. Uh, but mostly she likes being on her iPad. <laughs> It's just a constant battle really? to, to keep her off the iPad. Yeah, because I get it. You know, if I had a tiny TV that had video games mm-hmm. and all the videos I wanted when I was five, I would have probably been like, I would have wanted to spend all my time yeah. on that too. When I have a three-year-old nephew and we took him to the library in Edmonton and the first thing he ran to was the iPads. They right. had these iPads at the little library right. set up. I'm like, where is he going? Like yeah. there's eight million books and he runs to that thing. But she does read <laughs> books uh every day and and so you know it's like you gotta put the effort in Mm -hmm. you know as a parent you gotta do it um shout out by the way um oh i forgot her name wait i'm gonna find it right now let's talk about whip it up wednesday what's happening oh i'm taking a bit of a break from whip it up well i was doing whip it up whenever right Right. i had a little uh deal with sobeys doing some fun stuff with them how did i was always curious how that came about how did it come about uh we just chased them down and begged them to, to partner okay. up. Yeah. I thought maybe it was the other way around. Like they chased you down. No, not quite. Okay. Um, but they were, I think we were both pretty excited to do it. They seemed very happy. We're trying to get uh, a little something going for Christmas as okay. well. Okay. Right? Christmas is all about baking. It's like the Super Bowl for bakers. Absolutely. Christmas time. So, yes. yeah, hoping to be able to, uh, to get going on another little thing with them. They're great partners. So, um, why have you taken a bit of a break? What's, uh, what, what, have you just, you know what? It's, be, I was, no, it it's was too much doing no, a little bit. It was a little bit of that, but also it was just the summer and I knew we were all going to be forced back inside with this pandemic. And yeah. so I just wasn't inside as much. I was every single spare minute I had, I was golfing outside. Yeah. Doing that's something right. outside. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So because now, now maybe. it's like, okay, well now I kind of feel more like, yeah, I have the baking vibe a yeah. little bit more now. Yeah. And like you said, the holiday season, mm-hmm. I was showing you this. So this is what I was looking up. Uh, Ashley Van Houten. I hope I'm saying your name oh, right, yes. Ashley. Uh, she sent me a copy of her book. It takes guts. So stuff. Do you remember a few weeks ago we were talking about liver and onions or maybe it was just, I, was it last week? No, it was two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago yeah. We're talking about whether we, you know, who ate liver and onions as a kid. Uh, Ashley did an entire book about uh, eating internal organs, essentially, of animals, brains, livers, intestines, and such. And she has a recipe for chicken liver mousse, which she, I really appreciate it. So it's called It Takes Guts. So thank you, Ashley, for sending that to me. Did you eat liver and onions as a kid? I do remember eating it once. And I don't know if my mom ever made it more than once. It's pretty rough. Yeah. It's it's pretty it, not good. It was not good. That's yeah. all I remember. Just a spe- like a general not Just good. kind of a foul taste. Yeah. I remember it was kind of bitter or kind something. Kind of a stench. <laughs> yeah. The stench. And then onions. Like what kid likes onions? Like yeah. the whole thing is just. Yeah. What yeah, kid was, does like onions? <laughs> right. Uh, before, one other thing before we let you go. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of all these things on the fly. Uh, what is your McDonald's order? I can't believe we didn't ask Colt Perfetti that. Oh, uh, God, I was going to ask him and I forgot. Dan was asking me that. And I don't know if I have one specific <clears throat> one. Like I like getting the six chicken McNuggets once in a while mm-hmm. or a McDouble is really good. Mm-hmm. After golf sometimes, after you're outside in the hot sun walking for five hours, you're starving. And I'd go straight to McDonald's and get a chocolate milkshake. And yes. Just, 
mow that thing down is so delicious and it's yes yeah that was that's so that's quite an indulgence Jermaine alluded to the milkshake mm-hmm. uh, last week in his order he likes a triple thick one yeah they're called triple I think they're all called oh, they're triple all thick triple thick yes okay yeah shows you how long it's been since mm-hmm. I've ordered a shake shamrock shake is that oh, we talk yeah. about it literally every week I don't is know. it back <laughs> Are they bringing it back? Stoff, you're tight with McDonald's people. You got to talk to them. I'll get on it. I'll tell them to bring it back. And then the McRib. The McDonald's Canada Twitter account is actually really funny. Really? Whoever's running it, uh, shout out to them. It's very humorous. I'll have to follow it. Very different than you might expect. Okay. Really, really, really good. And they keep alluding to McRibs. Oh. And uh, we haven't seen the McRib in Canada for a while. Yeah, I would think there's a certain... Like type of people who like I know producer Tim is one of them who missed the McRib and wanted to come back. Huh. It, what about the pizza? Remember the pizza? People really like that oh, too. I remember it very well. Yeah. Very well. It was well. good. It was delicious. Yeah. They made a point of sourcing all these different cheeses and pepperonis. Mm-hmm. They've had to put in specific ovens. Stoff, can you queue up the Jason Alexander McDLT uh commercial? Uh and it yeah, it was good. I'm still yeah. with you. I, I'm not sure good. why it went away. Um, and then the other thing we always talk about is the... Do you remember the McDLT? McDLT? No. <laughs> so it was uh, stuff. Maybe we could just explain it to Natasha by playing this. Say you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it. Yeah! You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time. Yeah! Well, I say you got it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger, the McDLT. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot side. And the hot stays hot. The new McDLT. Hot, hot. Crisp lettuce and tomato on the cool, cool side. And the cool stays cool. The new McDLT. Cool, crisp. The beef stays hot. The cool stays crisp. Put it together, you can't resist. The hottest taste, the coolest dish. Keep it hot, hot. Keep it cool, cool. Make the LT, make the LT. Hot, eat it, the Cool, crisp LT. Make the LT. It's a good time. So long as it's going, eh? Could be the best going and tomato going. The extended version. LT. So oh, that was there it. Go. And that okay. was Jason Alexander. That was George Costanza. Really? Yeah. Pre Seinfeld. Oh, geez. He's, he could really sing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was pre Seinfeld. Yeah. His world before and after. Can you imagine? Pre, it's wild. Like, yeah. Well, I always think did you like the movie Pretty Woman as a, as yeah. a mm-hmm. young person? Yes. And you probably still like it. Everyone mm-hmm. likes it. It's a good mm-hmm. movie. He's in it. He was the jackass. He's the creep, right? He's the, the creepy creep. guy. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Jason Alexander, right. again, free Seinfeld. He's the creepy guy. That was just Seinfeld. before, Just before Seinfeld. Yeah. I think. And yeah, he's he couldn't be creepy. He was good in that role, actually. He was excellent. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He's an excellent actor. Mm-hmm. So he, he can really... But you just, you know, you can't believe he's in that. Like, wow, I really don't like you in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, so he's a song and dance man. Like he was in um, The Producers with Martin Short after Seinfeld ended. So he's done stage work. But yeah, he's... Uh, Talented. So two yeah. things to look up for our, our listeners. Colonifornia. <laughs> I almost feel like these are podcast footnotes. Yeah. Colonifornia. Like homework that I have Homework you got to do. Okay. And then the Jason Alexander, just so you can see him. Okay. In that commercial. Okay. And uh, I think that's it. 
All right. What a great podcast. Yeah. How much fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, thanks for being flown. here. I know. I feel like That's we talked fine. way too much about me and not enough about you. I don't even know your McDonald's order. People know way too much about me. Uh, between the 10 years of this podcast mm. to inappropriately written books and really just my life in general. Okay. It's probably less is more with me <laughs> okay. for the next two decades. I always think about that too. I'm like, I was so open early. I'm just going to shut her down for mm-hmm. the next two. Really? And then maybe when I retire, I'll write a final third and final book that will just spill the beans on everything right. around here. Oh, dog was really an 18 handicap. <laughs> Stuff like yeah, that. You just fly under the radar, get some good stories. And then, yeah. Exactly. Just like Duffy. Right. <laughs> right. Or just steal other people's stories. That That's works Duffy. too. That's pretty, I got to give it to him. He's pretty clever. Him and his three dogs, soon to be two. Natasha might have one. <laughs> might not. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? He just shows up at your house. Here's a dog. Here's his leash. Take one of the good ones. That would be Take weird. one of the good ones. Which are the good ones? Uh, not the new one. The new one's a little hobbled. <laughs> the lo- hobbled? Yeah. Okay. I'll ask for the veteran, the old one. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Give That's me the good vet. to know. I think Willow's the uh, Willow. veteran. Willow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's the new one? Uh, Hugo. Hugo, right. Hugo. Well, he showed it. Uh, we had James and the guys do uh, like one of their quiz segments, mm-hmm. but of course they're all from home. Mm-hmm. And so they're in, you know, the four different boxes. Yeah. Duffy's doing his and then all of a sudden Hugo just pops up on the chair. Behind yes, him. we saw that last week. Yeah. It just hangs out. Lindsay noticed the dog just sitting there. Yeah, he's just chilling. Cute. That was all right. But the, that is the dog. It's like the youngest child, right? Like it's like, what the f*** are you guys going to do now? Right. I'm here. And I figured out the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. I know where I stand. I'm the cutest of all these ones. So I'll just be sitting on this leather recliner. Three dogs. What possessed him? I really want to know, actually. We'll ask him. We'll find out. That's also on my homework. Um, okay, we're going to say so long. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to Cole Perfetti for, mm-hmm. for joining us. He was Yeah, great. Cole is awesome. And thanks to Hockey Canada for making that happen. That was great. And uh, uh, Lindsay will be here next week. I've never worked with Lindsay before on TV. Yeah, you were saying she is fantastic. She is, and I think Dan have talked. Dan and I have talked about this. One of the nicest human mm-hmm. beings I've ever met mm-hmm. in my entire life. That is a hundred percent true. And was it you who's telling me that she's a spectacular singer as well? Um, I don't know if that was me, but she can definitely sing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like really belted up. Apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we should set something up for next week like see if there's a song that we could get her to sing like i hear she's uh she has like that disney princess type voice so we she could do she like looks a disney like track. a disney princess sometimes she really does mm-hmm. yeah, she really does but yeah we'll uh, we'll figure that out cool. but yeah that's you guys Lindsay will have fun week. she's great mm-hmm. thank you yeah well, and thanks for being here uh yeah. this one i will remember i will remember <laughs> <laughs> this podcast forever <laughs> We finally did it. It only took three, but we finally did it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye. They're going home.
You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots Podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The, the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating. <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, hello, I am not well. I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.